previously on the Simply Human podcast. And then you look at the toilet paper, and the toilet paper roll is empty. There's not even like the the. Oh, I never even thought about that. The toilet. There's not even the the, the cardboard roll is is not even okay. there. Hey, 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 hang on, hang on. So maybe uh, we're seeing an active peaceful protest. Right. Some uh, <laughs> civil unrest. Somebody went in there to uh, do his thing. I'm just like, no toilet paper. That's <laughs> I've had it. It's episode 181 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, we have Warren Cargill. How about that? Real name. That's... I'm excited to see what his real name is. He's... He's a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist clinical director at Acupuncture Atlanta. I wonder where that is. Um, he's a practice. <laughs> Why did I laugh so hard at you saying that? <laughs> he is a practice Chinese medicine for over 20 years. He has practiced Chinese medicine for over 20 years in the fields of infertility and chronic disease conditions. He maintains an active clinical practice in, oh, Atlanta, Georgia, of course. Uh, there it is. Yeah. So we're going to talk to uh, uh, Warren Cargill here in just a minute. Uh, before we do, Rick, I feel like it's imperative that we follow up Something that we talked about right before we we uh, uh, called doc, poor Doctor Lewis last week, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, everybody, listen! All my friends, listen to this show! <laughs> oh my god!" <laughs> like, how was my interview? They're like, "Well, we didn't get to it. We were all throwing up before uh, before you came terrible. on." The whole thing was the show was terrible. We yeah. didn't even know you were on. So. so okay, now we're gonna have to remember. I don't. I, okay, so we talked about this backwards. Did we talk about the backwards J? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We on the show, yeah. Because we that like how, when that's I, how Ruel knows about. He just posted. Oh right, 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 right. Okay, so when at the recording of the of the show last week, you hadn't really looked at the picture closely of this uh, of this picture that my uh, brother no, walked in on. I well, texted it to me, and I was like, God. Yeah. So then we kind of start talking about the show. Well, then after the show. You text me and say, "Hey, add me to your brother's group text tomorrow. I want to. I feel like I have something to add to this discussion." And you proceeded, and, and this is a funny thing because, like, you you come on the group thread. This is my my two brothers, me, and then you come hey, listen, on. Listen, listen, listen. Don't set it up anymore. Just. Well, uh, I, one thing that I want to say I, that's I, not. I, I used the only discernible skill that I have, uh, which is. Uh, you know, I am a professional criminal investigator, oh. and I conducted uh, an investigation yes. into this. I'm not, not, not going to uh, give anything away. I just am going to say this. When you were texting your evidentiary evidence, I was <laughs> on a video conference call trying to keep a straight face. And so, you know, like I wasn't talking, but I'm like on this conference call. And there were a few times that people were like, okay, what is, what is Mark doing? He's clearly not paying attention. So just keep that in mind while you're okay. So my brother took all these screenshots. It's it's pretty long. He he uh, like screenshotted uh, all uh, he, uh, he screenshotted all the all the text and he put them on a Tumblr page. And it's called the Brown Swan event. And you'll see why. I don't want to explain where that term came from, but it's pretty funny. We've sent this to people, and it's it's gotten rave reviews. It, 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 when you look at it, be warned, it's horrific. It's super yeah, gross. The crime scene photos 
terrible. Uh, they're not good. We're talking like, you know, Nicole Brown Simpson type. Jeez. <laughs> like that kind of carnage. Like so, the inside uh, of Princess. Or someone who doesn't want to see what it looks like. Right. But don't click on the link. Got diary in the floor. Yeah. It's got a video of it. But. but still got. No, if you don't want to see that, don't click on it. No. We'll put it on the. We, we, we'll put it in like a. But, we'll, we'll I'll put it in the, You know what? I'll put it in the show notes so it's not like its own post. So that way nobody's just going to stumble upon it. No one looks at the show notes. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll put it. I'll yeah I'll link to it. Put in... it as a comment in the last. Episode there you go. Okay. In there. Okay. And, and, and we'll, we'll have it we'll in there a few that. places. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll add our like a uh, little disclaimer. No one has read it that hasn't really like at the end gone. Wow! Like, yeah. Now tell like what is have they either come up with their own theory or really question now why. <laughs> How is that? How did that happen? Like the droplet, the droplet is the biggest mystery to me of the whole thing. Like the this is like cereal. Yeah, uh, the podcast, the first episode, the first season of cereal. Um, well, I, I wonder if we could get uh, surveillance footage of the of the bathroom, of the outside of the bathroom. Maybe we could like figure out. And listen, if you'd like to know, I uh, you know I could call in all the powers of my uh, you know of, that my office provides, and I could get some video surveillance. Uh, I'd have to get a judge to sign off on it. But <laughs> listen, Judge, read this Tumblr re- read this Tumblr account, Judge, and trust me, you will sign this order. <laughs> 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 oh man. Okay, so that was that was fun. Um the other thing we I feel stupid because I think we've talked about this. We've talked about the Harry Potter series, right? Like recently. Or have we? Uh, what? Okay. I was thinking for sure that we had talked about this. So my cousin, who's been on the show, uh, read the Harry Potter series. There's seven books. Like, it's oh, it's it's the fifth book has like 750 pages. The sixth book has 800 something pages. Like, there it's a, it's long, right? The first one's a couple hundred pages, not the big deal, but they get longer, and longer. It's a it's a pretty epic series and he read it out loud to his son who was like you know between the ages of like five and eight you know like that was like kind of their thing and i was like oh that's kind of cool well like last fall i guess there was a box set at sam's you know on sale or something and and i've never read harry potter books i've never seen any of the movies i know that harry potter has a, a lightning scar and that he is a wizard and he wears glasses and beauty and the beast girl the extent of my harry potter yeah and that beauty and the beast girl is in it and that's about it. And there's a redheaded guy. That's it, right? And they're owls and things. And so I was like, well, okay, you know, this would be fun. So it took us a long time to get through the first one because it was like during the school year, it's really not a, a, a cliffhanger type book, the first one. Well, we got through with the first one, and now we are on a downhill uh, snowball. We finished the second book in like a month. We finished book three in 14 days, and it's like 430 pages. I'm 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 half reading aloud to them, and like when we're on we were on a road trip a couple weeks ago, like we listened to the book, the audio book, right? Um, and we just finished book. Didn't read it. Well, I'm reading it to them, and we just finished book three and started book four today, and it's pretty. My son Jason read all of them in like two weeks. Really. Well, I don't know, it wasn't really two weeks, but, but it was a uh, short amount of time. Really, yeah, he well, was engrossed by them. So you've never had, and I've never had, and I've read. I mean, I've read 
the Hunger Games Twilight. I, I like yeah. easy I've, I've fiction. Read the, uh, I've read the Hunger Games. Uh, I haven't didn't read Twilight, but you know, um, my only experience with Harry Potter were the movies. Period. End of story. Was uh, my wife and I before way way before we were married? We were still dating. We tried to watch the first movie, and we both fell asleep about four minutes into the movie. Really? Through the entire thing. Was it we the first up, movie? Like, we yeah, it was the very okay. first one. And we woke up like eight hours later, and we're like, "Why is there birds chirping outside <laughs> the window?" <laughs> oh man! So it didn't man, really that, grasp we, we your slept attention. All the way through that thing, huh? Yeah. Well, it's pretty great. Um, and there are there are like uh, apparently there are uh, college courses dedicated to the Harry Potter series. In, like, what? Like at, way? like at Baylor, there's like a, uh, like a, it's a literary class, and it's like it's just all about Harry Potter. Seems excessive. Huh. It's like the Star Wars. It's like people are crazy about it, like Star Wars. Like they go dressed up as characters from the the book to the you know to the movie. And now here's the other thing we're doing: we're finishing a book and we're watching the movie. Okay, so we watched. We j- we finished the book three and we watched the third. It's the Prisoner of Azkaban is the third book and it's pretty book. Uh, the the fourth movie is PG thirteen and my girls are nine and seven. So it's like, you know, he's getting older and it's getting more and more adultish. Um, like there's one scene where Harry Potter delivers a pizza to this woman. Um, in one scene, you could literally. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awkward scene <laughs> sitting there. Um, not really, but it's getting like more and more aggressive. And so, like this at last one, there was a few things that I was like, "Man, is that going to like be too scary?" And if that one, you know, book four, movie four is PG thirteen. I'm not so. Hopefully, it'll like take us a year to read this next book or something, and they'll be a little bit older and not get traumatized by the movie. Anyway, Harry Potter. Uh, and I'm like, people are like, "Wait, you're just now reading this? Like, where have you been? This is like so." I mean, we were in high school when these books were coming out, Rick. Yeah. Like the first book came out I think in like wow. 98. 97, 98 somewhere in there. Oh. So, I just I don't I didn't I didn't get into it until now, but I am now. So, Harry Potter. So, all you Harry Potter people out there, they're everywhere. Uh, I'm in. I like it. I'm enjoying it. It's funny like when we're reading it, discipline goes like right out the window because I want to read it, you know? So, it's like if they're ma- if they're interrupting me, normally if it's a book I didn't want to read, the first interruption I'd be like, "All right, that's it. Nope. I gave you a warning. That was it. You're going to bed. That's it." And now with Harry Potter, it's like the fifth time. I'm like, all right, that's your last chance. One more outburst, and I'm stopping. But then I don't want to stop. So I'm like, okay, one more outburst. (laughs) Then I swear this is the last time. But anyway, (laughs) have you read books out loud to your kids like that? Like long books? Not like the little, you know, Um, brown bear, brown bear books? About 10,000 of the Goosebumps books. Okay. They're not really long ones. the, the first really, really long one we've read together, uh, it's a book about Minecraft, but it was called The Island, and it's basically like, do you know anything about Minecraft? Like the uh, the little computer game? Yeah, 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 yeah. What about it? Is, it, is there you know, like you know, a... You know anything uh, about it. Like, the point is, like, you are... Uh, imagine, like, right now, you were, like, dropped, uh, like, teleported to an island with nothing, and you have to survive. It's actually really cool. I huh. started playing with them on Xbox, like learning how to do this stuff. But like, uh, it's 
a book like from the main character's perspective of like, oh, I woke up on this island and I had to figure out how to survive, and it was really cool. Huh. That's probably the longest one we've read together. But, cool. Uh, read books. Like couple, read oh, no, books we read guess. Wonder. We read Wonder. Yeah, we read. Together. We did that. Wonder that was and, great. Uh, I forget the name. The oh no, we we hadn't gotten. We hadn't started the second one. They wanted a break. Wonder is a great is a great book. Yeah, it is a good. Book. Yeah. Um, okay, it is time to call Warren. Let me add to call. You get my joke at all? No, you don't. No one gets my joke. Uh, what is it? Warren something? Warren, Warren G. Regulate. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, add to group. Done. Who's there? Rick? Mark? Warren? Hey. We did it. (laughs) Every week, I can't figure out how to add someone to the call, and it's getting pretty ridiculous. I think there (laughs) might be something wrong with me. Uh, (laughs) You're, awesome. you're down there in Texas, aren't you? We are, and you are you in Atlanta? I am. I used to live in Fort Worth, though, so uh, wow. I know that, <laughs> I know that area well. Yeah. Well, I am currently living in Fort Worth, so there you go. Oh my gosh! Yep. Well, that's uh, I went to high school there. Where, where did you go to high school? I went to Pascal. What? That's crazy. <laughs> I was born, Rick. I can I can one up you on the you live in Fort Worth area now. I was born at Harris Hospital in Fort Worth, so there. Oh, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're like best friends already. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right, so hey, this Rick. is awesome. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just want to say hello to Rick. Well, oh. hello, Warren. It is a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for taking time out of your Monday night to uh, to join us. We appreciate it very much. Yeah, cool. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Well, we've already introed you and everything. We're recording, and since we've just become best friends, we're gonna guess your <laughs> we're gonna guess your birthday. Um, you can't give us any clues. I'm gonna guess, and you just say yes or no, and then Rick's gonna guess, and you say yes or no, and then you're. I feel gonna like you t- set this up very well, Mark Warren. We do this on every <laughs> every guest we have. I don't know how we started doing this. It's your birthday. Yeah, we need a theme yeah, song. No, <laughs> no, say, no saying anything like, oh, you're really close. Just literally just a yes or a no. Okay, okay I got, yes I got no. this. Uh, it is, uh, I know for a fact that it is November 9th. No. <sighs> April 17th. No. What is it? August the thirteenth. August the thirteenth. Yeah, that, I never would have guessed that one. Yeah. I just don't see how, you. Many, how many of you got right so far. One guess. I actually nailed it one time, and it was like the greatest thing that ever happened. You're like going, <laughs> which is probably the only reason that we still do it. It's because we got it right once, and like that's been that's enough to keep us going. It's like <laughs> if we had never gotten it, we, we, we would have given up long ago. I cheated once. Um, and looked it up on a, on a guess no that we way. had, so that doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, well, Warren, let's uh, let's start with your background. Tell us, kind of, you Fort Worth, and then now you're in Atlanta. What have you been up to? How did you get to where you are now? Oh man, I was up in St. Louis uh, for a number of years uh, doing work. I'm an acupuncturist, so you know, and then I. Uh, Decided to move. My grandparents needed some help, and I moved down there to Atlanta, and I just really liked it. That's how I've, I've been here for about 
Oh, you know, like close to 20 years now. So somebody from Fort Worth, and Rick probably had, mm-hmm. had the same question. How does one get into, I mean, a- acupuncture? I know that I know what it is. I know it is has a benefit. Sort of my, I've never done it, but my, my opinion on acupuncture and things like that are, are practices that have been around for a long, 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 long time are still around for a reason because like there's some, there's some benefit to it. So how does one go from being in Fort Worth, you're in Texas. That's like the, it probably when you were growing up, uh, when I was growing up, that's like the least Texas thing. If you said acupuncture to a Texan, it was like, get a rope. Um, like the uh, salsa. <laughs> no, they commercial. didn't even know what it was. Right. So, back then. so yeah. So how did you get into it? Well, I mean, the so first, I mean, acupuncture has been around for 2,500 years. Right. I mean, that was the first text that was written, the Su Ling, which was the Yellow Emperor's book of uh, classical Chinese medicine. But, uh, you know, for me, it was kind of like how a lot of, of my patients show up at the clinic. Um, you know, I had a right-sided temporal headaches. And like on the right side, the back of the neck, that kind of thing. And, you know, I mean, I was a therapist at that time and I still am a therapist. But uh, in any way, I tried conventional medications and it really didn't. I didn't like the way I felt from them because I like to work out and stuff like that. And it kind of slowed me down a little bit. So, so, you know, like after about six months on the medications, I said, you know, what the hell? I'm going to go try an acupuncturist, you know, and there was this older guy down the street from us and I tried him and it went away for like six months, my headaches. And that totally, I mean, I was really impressed by that. And so I started looking into it. And from there, you know, I studied a little bit for a year or two. Then I decided to enroll in one of the programs. It's a four-year program, postgraduate. So Where is it? Do you have to go to China to become an acupuncturist? No, fortunately, I didn't. There was a um, acupuncture school uh, in North Carolina that I went to, a Zheng Tao School of Classical Chinese Medicine. Now, that's a mouthful. But, wow. Uh, yeah. So that's I, I did uh, you know four years there, and it was you know it was really eye opening. It takes four years to learn how to do acupuncture. It does. You know, I mean, wow. it was, well, it's acupuncture and Chinese herbs. I mean, there's about all right. You know, there's a lot of herbs, and then you have to learn the formulas, and you have to learn what each of the, you know, herbs do. Then there's about 360 points, and there's, you know, point combinations and all that. So it, it gets kind of, uh, you know, involved. So I'm going to I'm gonna summarize acupuncture, and then you you say, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, and then, <laughs> and then, and then just define it or say, no, that's not it, and define it. So acupuncture uh-huh. is when you get somebody, like, laying on a table with their shirt off, you yeah. take a steak knife and you just start stabbing them as fast as you can, as many times as you can. Is that is that how it works? Yeah, no, that's totally it, man. You got it. <laughs> hey, you just summarized four years of schooling into one. <laughs> no, that's called murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, that's the first question. So here's the deal. You know, like we get these really pumped up guys come into the clinic all the time, and sometimes they come in with their girlfriends, and 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 I, as soon as that I see that, I know I've got a fainer on my hand. And oh, so, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm. A, I think I'd be classified as a fainter for sure. Yeah, right. So yeah. you know, and he'll, he'll usually ask to take his girlfriend into the, uh, you know, into the treatment room with him so she can hold his hands. But uh, you know, I show them the needles. They're about the size of a hair. They're solid and everything. You know, and I say, look, it might feel like a, you know, it might feel like a mosquito bite. Most people don't even feel them. Yeah. And so what and does it still, do? So they it, still faint on me. 
So it so but what it does is it creates uh, like a reaction to the to the I guess trauma of the of the entering your skin. How does it just def- like describe how it works? Well, it releases endorphins. Yeah. I mean, once it uh, and then there's a um, oh, well kind of electron flow that occurs. You know, with the metal needle being introduced there, and it's introduced within a channel, and that that causes a positive or a negative flow to occur, which then either relaxes the channel or tonifies the channel, the acupuncture channel that you're working with. Huh. So in the uh, okay, so what is like? Can you acup- acupuncture anything? Well, I've done horses before, and I've done dogs. Oh, my gosh. How do you <laughs> acupuncture a dog? Do you have to, like, sedate them, or do you just, like, start sticking needles in their face? No, they don't. They don't. I mean, you know, they don't feel. Horses are the best, though. They, they respond really nicely to it. Do you have to use, like, a huge <laughs> horse needle for their big horse bodies? <laughs> I do have large needles for, you know, big people, you know, so... Yeah. I mean, th- those are like about maybe like uh, two inches, three inches, you know, long. Yeah. That must be a really dedicated horse owner because most of the time if a horse is sick, they'll just shoot the horse with a shotgun. <laughs> and now they don't just that's shoot the, the horse. That's, that's I, used have, I used to have horses. Oh, you don't just shoot a horse. It's like, oh, I think, no. I, think uh, I think old Bessie out there has the flu. Get the shotgun. <laughs> That's right. Let's load it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you've got some uh, some topics here that you sent me, and one yep. of them is three simple ways to extend your life. Is mm-hmm. acupuncture one of those things? No, I wasn't going to include that, but, I mean, you know, there, traditionally uh, acupuncture was, you know, really devoted to longevity. Yeah. I mean, there was, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the emperors wanted to live a long right. time. I just read a book uh, called uh, "Shut Up, Rick." Uh, called <laughs> "Genghis Man. Khan and the Making of the Modern World." Um, what was it called? Gen- Genghis Khan and the Making of the Modern World. Oh um, yeah, and it was very fascinating, Rick. You should. I mean, it, uh, it basically how the Mongolian Empire basically like kind of started the modern world, going like as far as like, okay, we're not going to have dungeons anymore, and we're not gonna, just going to like. Uh, torture people. We're gonna have be more civilized, and that's like the opposite of what people think, uh, which is very interesting. Chinese. Okay, uh, well, okay. So let me continue that. Then, so the the thing is, like twenty three and me, you know, that's that big genetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it turns out that a lot of people have Genghis Khan in their gen- genes. Really? <laughs> that guy was prolific. Man. You know, he was all over the place. He was a stud. Speaking of horses. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, so what are the three things that will extend your life? Well, um, you know, the mitochondria, which I talk about, or will will extend your life if you treat them nicely. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, by that I mean that, I mean, do you want me to give you a little background about the mitochondria, what Please. they are? I, so that's, you learn about that in, uh, in science growing up. And is that, is that the, like, energy source of the cell? That's right. Ha! That's right. You're one of the few people that knew it, except for the people who were practitioners. Yes, how about that? Well, I, I knew what it was, but I'm not a show-off, and so I was just being quiet. But I knew yeah, you, you didn't raise your hand, so I couldn't have picked you either. I'm Hermione uh, Granger from the Harry Potter books. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> yeah. So anyway, I mean, the story is, and you know, like just to continue the you know the gene story that we were talking about, the cell story. It's like you know, like millions of years ago, the the whole planet was covered with like cells, single cell organisms, and they could only grow so big before the gravity would collapse them. And all they did is go around and absorb other you know other single cell organisms for food. And one time, something really unusual happened. You know one cell absorbed another cell and that cell looked said look don't eat me i will make a deal i'll produce the energy for you if you give me the nutrients from the outside and so that particular thing millions of years ago is how we became about now because that that was the first you know incidence of of specialization right so you know so like here we are now we're you know, millions upon millions of specialized cells in our body, but that was the first time, and that that incident allowed you know us as we are right now to be here and talk and yuck around. Right. Well, then we've taken it to a, a new level of specialization with like uh, outside of the human body, where we have like in the medical field, you have like hospitalists and surgicalists. And there's going to yep. be like Thursdayists, where it's like I only work on <laughs> Thursday. I only I'm a Thursdayist. Uh, so the specialization thing is continuing. Okay, so yeah. so what? Why is is treating the mitochondria right a good thing, and how do you do that? Well, so here's the here's the deal. There, I mean, the mitochondria, as you said, produce all the energy. And most people, when when I say that, they just kind of think about, well, you know, I'm a solid body. I, you know, take in food. The food gets broken down to nutrients, and then after that, you know, they're not sure what happens to the nutrients. But fundamentally, within, I mean, all of your cells are in all all of the systems going on in your body are being run by energy and the this these mitochondria produce energy the original agreement that they made you know they're still doing that they're producing energy and the other thing to keep in mind is mitochondria are symbiotes i mean they have their own mito they have their own dna so we have these symbiotes that are producing all this energy. I mean, it kind of sounds like one of these, you know, science fiction shows right. when you start breaking it down yeah. and thinking about it. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, where all these little, all these little nanoprobes in there are making energy for me and running me. Right. Okay. So, Rick, you're going to think I'm making this up. I'm going to attempt to uh, say are, the. Okay. I have not looked this up, but the mm-hmm. mitochondria energy or ATP. Stand, yeah. Stands for adenosine triphosphate. You got it. That's ha! really good. By the way, let yeah. the record reflect that I said it at the exact same time as Mark, but I'm not being a show off. I heard you. I heard you, Rick. I can Thank vouch you. for that. Rick, Thanks. is that you? What is happening in the background? There's like a something. Uh, there's something just happened. Someone just came home or came in the house. Oh yeah, that was my wife. She just came in from her. She's been up in Connecticut. Uh, for like four or five days. Oh, great. She gets home from a trip. You're like, Who, what are you doing? Like, I'm talking to these morons down in Texas. <laughs> Sorry. I'll tell you hi to you in just a second. Give me another chance. I'm, I've explained to them what mitochondria is because they're dummies. Um, okay. So um, let's talk about I – did, I know in the bodybuilding world and like the muscle building world, like ATP – it's like yep. a big thing. Everybody's like adenosine triphosphate is like the best stuff. Um, yep. So, so like, what is that, and and why is it important? 
Well, I mean, it's really the energy currency of the body. And that's what drives all the molecular actions within the body. So, you know, and, you know, like as far as energy goes, if you want to feel a lot of energy, you're going to produce a lot of, I mean, you're going to use your mitochondria to produce a lot of ATP. Right. So there, there are ways. So a lot of people are thinking, okay, energy, that's, that's calories. That's, uh, you know, that's me moving around. But why is breathing important for mitochondria? Yeah, that's a really good one because uh, mitochondria are just like little engines. And by that, I mean they, need, they require oxygen to complete this little process of uh, converting the nutrients into ATP. So, so let me just tell you just two little nutrients here that are really important for this. So the mitochondria can either use sugars or they can use fats to produce ATP. So for every one unit of sugar you put in, you're going to get two units of ATP out, right? Right. For every one unit of fat that you put in, you're going to get like 32 units. Yes. Of I ATP. learned all this when I got my strength coach certification. This is all coming back to me now. Yes. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah. Fats. I mean, the mitochondria love fats and they really can produce a lot of energy with fats. And fats can be like a olive oil, avocados, um, you know, f- Fish fats, it could be meat fats, you know, good quality meat yeah. fats. I mean, it just, it, it could be butter. It just likes yeah. fats. Well, I want to I ask you about that in just a second, but back to the breathing thing really quickly. Obviously, yep. if you don't breathe, uh, you yep. will die very quickly. Yep. So, yep. but yep. are there, but in this context, are we talking about certain breathing techniques or um, like mindfulness practices? Like what, what specifically like breathing is important to do for mitochondria? <laughs> Uh, okay yeah it's really so here's the deal right now i'm sitting at my desk you guys are probably sitting at your desk so when you're sitting at a desk what what you're doing is you're breathing in the upper third of your lungs and over time that causes hypoxia 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 is low oxygen content and that's harmful to the mitochondria so you know for people who sit at their desk all day that's you know profoundly affecting your mitochondria so that's that's all i'm i mean it's not yeah. any kind of special breathing techniques deep it's breathing just, nasal breathing yeah yeah it's just getting up and moving you know and, and that's, that's one interesting thing about people you know like, okay sitting at your desk is like is so bad because and then they speaking of specialization and reductionism we're going to reduce that to oh sitting is bad because i'm not burning calories period that's the mm-hmm. only reason it's it's bad well no that's not like there's so yeah. many things if you're not moving around and eating things and and managing stress and doing all these things like your body is designed, like your mitochondria. Nobody talks about that when you're sitting down. No. Like nobody talks about that your cardiovascular system can get stuck in one spot and it's good to you know to get up and walk around for your cardiovascular system. Your veins and your arteries need to move around. Like nobody talks about that. It's only we've like reduced it down to calories in, calories out, and it's, yep. that is just not uh, a healthy way to look at it. Um, and, and, and yeah, you're the you're the man, Mark. Go. Yes, ha, Rick. <laughs> Suck on that. Um, so back to the the fat, and you, know, you get more from fat. This is kind of going back to, you know, sort of the uh, the popularity of, of ketosis or the the ketogenic diet here in, yep. in the last few years. Whereas yep. if those carbohydrates are present, your body is is going to burn those first because they're because they're easier to burn. 
but right. it's more but they're more efficient way more efficient uh when there's fat uh to be used as energy uh-huh. is that so so we've kind of gone back and forth you know kind of this okay we need har- carbohydrates now fat is bad well now we're now we're kind of moving back to fat is good and carbs are bad is that is have you seen that over the course of your practice yeah, sugars and fats, but I mean, you know, the the thing and how this affects the mitochondria is you have to keep in mind, like, so what we're talking about is the age-related diseases, cardiovascular disease, neurodegeneration, um, arthritis, and, you know, cancer and diabetes, that kind of thing. In the context of cancer, cancer, you know, the hallmark of cancer is its fast growth, and it does that uh, at the expense of the mitochondria just by converting sugars. So, you know, if you're really looking to live a long, healthy life and everything, then you really want to avoid sugars at that level. Because that's, you know, will be, that's how the cancer grows. Right, right. Inflammation too, right? Is that another factor? Well, the inflammation that comes, you know, like, so when we talked about the breathing or the, the hypoxia, when there's hypoxia, that, that creates a reactive oxygen species in, in the mitochondria. And reactive oxygen species are like little, uh, they're like little radioactive cells, you know, and they just, they just burst right through the membrane of the mitochondria and they start driving inflammatory processes. So then you get a low oxygen content, you get inflammation, and you start, you know, you don't, and you start going for sugars and carbohydrates and stuff like that. And so there whole, there's a whole cascading effect yeah. going on. Well, what does all this have to do with uh, skin wrinkles? What are skin wrinkles? And other than Botox, what can you do about them? <laughs> so, well, so there's, you know, believe it or not, there's, there's mitochondria in your skin. I don't cells. know. Nope. nope you're, I don't believe that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, let, let me just follow one little thing about that. This, is, this was real. This will really get you out there for all your female listeners. But oh, here uh, we go. They, so, so like you know, like a skin cell may have like a hundred mitochondria in it. You know, producing right. energy. But you know, like your heart, for example, a heart cell may have anywhere from five to 8,000 mitochondria, all producing energy continuously to drive this 24-hour expansion and contraction of the heart, right? Right, I'm with you. So, but a female egg, you know, for if it produces our kids, that rascal has like 100,000 mitochondria in it. Dang. It's like, I mean, it's like, you know, it's all hell the queen, right? Right. So the egg that po- that pops out, which the woman sits on for nine months in a, That's ne- right. in a nest, has a, all those mitochondria. I'm, okay, cage, I'm, cage, cage free. Those are the best ones. <laughs> I'm, I'm tracking. I'm tracking with you. Okay. Yeah, one of those eggs that pops out every month. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. So what does that what like what does that mean for uh, does that affect like the women's uh, uh, like well I guess that's why like one of the reasons they're saying you're eating for two Do you, does it require more energy in the in the way of food when you have uh, like that you know like men don't have those eggs hopefully well so, so here's how it goes if you picture this huge egg floating out there in the void and yeah. there's all these little spaceships floating around it uh, like you know sperm cells. And, and so like, as soon as one of these sperm cells penetrates this egg, the egg immediately kills off all the, uh, all the, all the mitochondria within the sperm cell. But within this next three months, 
of, uh, of conception, there's all this tremendous growth where the cell goes from a single cell all the way up to, to a multi-million cells. And it's the mitochondria within this egg that drive that. Okay. So, so it's, it's, I mean, it's like this phenomenal yeah. process, this burst of growth that occurs. So what you're saying is as soon as the sperm cell penetrates the egg, the egg immediately mm-hmm. starts berating the sperm cell. Take the trash out. Why don't you ever listen to me? That's and, right. And then, and then the egg will never decide where it wants to go to, out to eat. It's just this whole thing that happens immediately. It starts immediately. I mean, you know, I thought you guys would appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so back to skin wrinkles. What, like, yeah, okay, I, know, yeah, 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 skin, I am noticing. So we got these hundred, you know, hundred cells that reside in in the skin, and so what happens is with with um, with, with sugars, in particularly, there's what's called um, age age related glycanization in products, and they call it age for short, but. Like there's like little scaffolding in the skin, and these the, the sugar molecules begin to bond to the scaffolding and cross-link it. And so then that's what drives the aging. And the cross-linking also prevents nutrients from reaching the mitochondria, and then they further begins to degrade the skin. Okay. So people that are like I am 37. And mm-hmm. when I raise my eyebrows up, I've noticed here in the last few years, I have a lot of forehead wrinkles. And it's it's like, golly. And like I got the smile, the eye, the crows. What is it called? Yeah, crows, crow's feet. Crow's feet. What do I do yeah. about that? Nothing? I'm just old? Or can I like... Uh, <laughs> well, you, you know, it's like living down there in Abilene, man. I mean, I it's like that sun. Yeah. It's, it's 100 degrees like every day, uh-huh. even in the winter out here. Um I remember that blowing across those plains. Oh. Yep, yep, crazy. Well, hey, we are we're coming up on time here. I don't okay. want to stop the interview without talking about your book. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us all about your book and where people can find it. The, the book is on themitobook.com. T H E M I T O B O O K dot com. So that's where you can locate the book. It's also on Amazon. And there's, you know, links in there. We have a little free download if you're, you know, want to know a little bit more about it, or you can just buy the thing on Amazon. Cool, awesome. And now tell everybody where they can find you. I've got like uh, besides your house, besides your <laughs> no, address, no. place on the internet. Yeah, yes, right. ACU, you know, well, uh, is ACUAtlanta.net a good place? Yeah, ACUAtlanta.net is the main website. I mean, that's the clinic website, and you know, there's. Email links there if you want. To, if you have questions for me, to, you yeah. know, contact us. Okay. Yeah, it's funny, Rick. I saw that email address or the the website, and and Rick and I went to a, a, a college. It was ACU, and so you see ACU Atlanta. It's like, wait a second, is this guy just working for like <laughs> the yeah. Atlanta fact, branch? When you said ACU Atlanta. I was like, oh, ACU. Yeah. Great. <laughs> what was that? Atlanta. I mean, Austin College of. Uh, there was Austin College. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Up in Sherman. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. <laughs> Well, hey, Warren, this has been awesome. I really appreciate this. I feel like uh, that just flew by. Uh, that was really interesting. Um, we will. I'll, I'll shoot you an email whenever this goes live. It'll be Friday. Um, yep. And, uh, man, this has been really great, and appreciate all that you're doing for the health and wellness community. Keep it up. Thank you, Rick and Mark. I really appreciated talking to you. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Warren Cargill, everyone. How about that? A Fort Worthman. We're called that, but okay. Right there with us. Um, that was great. 
Uh, he was yeah. fun, and that was entertaining. And let's see, what do we have coming up? Let's go ahead. We went long last week, so let's let's uh, wrap this up. Let's see. Okay. The tip of the week could be uh, a few times. Figure out how to add someone to the call on. Uh, <laughs> on- figure out if you can figure out that Mark no. If shut up. If you can fi- if every now and then, every day, one at least once a day, stop and take some big deep breaths. All the way into the bottom of your thorax. What? Um, so that's the that's the tip of the week. There is no show the next two weeks. We will not have a show. This one's coming out the twentieth, twenty seventh, and the third. No show, and we will be back on the tenth with drumroll, please, Dr. Ryan Nolan. Then it's Anthony Balduzzi. Then it's us. Then it's Dr. Friedman. Then it's Brandon Lundberg. And we just got another email uh, about some other one about a guy who does back pain. We're gonna have him on. We, we haven't. We've, we've had a pretty wide variety of topics. Uh, I feel like so. This has been really great. have yeah. yeah. Fun, fun. We had it's been we a had, fun couple of months here. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Rick, uh, I believe that's gonna do it for this edition of the Seven Human Podcast. And remember. Uh, Oh, good grief. I want to add this guy to the group. Um, I'm to he- We will call you... One second. Um, here we go. I think I have to uh, hang up and then create a group. No, I added to call. Hang on. We do this every I know. Week. <laughs> no. Add to call. So annoying. Add to chat. Oh. Active now. That should be our... And remember, is you trying to figure that out. I think that you No, did. that's a chat. I don't want to chat. Hang on. Good lord. So until next time. There's always that. <laughs> no one's going to get that. No, no, the, the three people who listen to the show who, who on day one, like, they're going to get it. No one else. <laughs>